What's up, party people? Welcome back to Ballads and Benefits. I'm your host, Sims Tillerson. Every episode, I interview a benefits broker to learn their story, learn what makes them different in the marketplace, and talk a little bit about the music they're listening to today. Today's guest is Rachel Miner founder of Thrive Benefits in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you so much for joining us, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So fun fact is that Rachel and I live about an hour and a half away from each other. I had to fly all the way to San Diego, California a few weeks <laughs> ago to meet one another. Um, but it's so fun to finally get to get to have you on the podcast, uh, especially after your your finalist showing as a broker of the year at Benefits yeah. Pro. So always exciting to have you. And we're going to jump right into it, Rachel. So I know that that our viewers and listeners at home are always really curious to understand how the brokers that come on my podcast got into the business, because I don't think many of us get into the business on purpose. So tell us a little bit about your path, about how you got here. Yeah. Um, well, pretty similar to other people. I don't think that insurance was something I necessarily wanted to get into or ever thought I would. Um, most people don't know, but my father is a chief operating officer at a pharmaceutical company. So we have very interesting uh, dynamics at holidays where I'm talking about lowering the cost of <laughs> pharmaceuticals. And he's like, don't forget pharmaceutical money paid for your college. Uh, so it's kind of funny, but um, Sims, I'm a millennial and I think like most millennials, I have always wanted to do something that I feel like made a difference mm -hmm. and, um, have always been in sales, have loved talking to people. I'm super extroverted. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm always out and about. Um, and so I've always been in sales, worked for Zywave, um, consulting brokers and, had my son who uh, has had a host of health issues. We've had 55 allergies. We, when he was two years old, he got mono, which is super rare. Um, but I remember distinctly from that moment when he got mono, we had a $96,000 hospital bill. Insurance picked up most of the tab. But I remember being in the hospital telling the doctor after my son had lost nine pounds at two years old, that something was wrong that we like were overlooking. Like, could he have something like mono? I was like, listen, I've researched. And I think that he actually might have mono, which is very odd for children to have. Mm -hmm. um, and the doctor looked at me as I was nine months pregnant with my third child, um, sleeping in a hospital bed for the fifth night and asked me where I got my medical degree from. And my ex-husband at the time looked at him and he's like, you might want to call security because she's about to go apeshit on you. <laughs> and truth of the matter is, Sims, it was like that moment that I realized how fucked up our healthcare system is, yeah. excuse my French. And I really became a mom who got pissed off enough at our healthcare system to finally start doing something about it. Um, and so I saw a big area of opportunity where most consultants, brokers, advisors, whatever you want to call them, um, typically focus on the employer and how they can help the employer to, you know, lower the cost of care and help the employer save money. But one big missed opportunity is focusing on the employees since they're the ones who are driving the costs. And mm -hmm. so 
I saw a huge opportunity to help employees become better stewards of their healthcare dollars um, and to really educate them since healthcare is pretty much the only thing in the world that we consume prior to knowing the price of. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And even even when we do find out the price of it is veiled in so much smoke and mirrors. That totally. It's, it's crazy what it takes to understand. Yeah. Well, that's an awesome story. Um, yeah. And one, one that I didn't know. So thank you so much for sharing that. So how long have you been in the benefits business now, Rachel? Um, technically, I've been in the benefits industry for about nine years. Okay. You love it? Will you ever leave? That's a loaded question. It, it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was listening to uh, yesterday, I attended church online and my sermon, my sermon was all about basically how God gives you talents. And there's so many talents within you that you have to unlock. And that really most people look to God and say, how can you help me do this? How can you help me do that? And really the power is within you all along. And I think there's so much power within each one of us to do good. Um, that I don't know, once I feel like I make my mark, who knows if I don't do something else? I love, I would love at some point, um, to start a nonprofit, uh, earlier this year, I ran for the leukemia and lymphoma society's woman of the year and, you know, raise money for cancer research. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I don't know. I love this industry. I love the people in it. I would say that it's definitely a grueling battle day in and day out sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes even like relationships we have with our family or our spouse, you love them, but there are times where you don't like them. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I feel about insurance. I mean, I love it and I will always have a passion for it and I want to stay in it for at least the foreseeable future. I mean, I'm 36 years old, so I've got a long career path ahead of me. I'm not going anywhere for a long time. Um, but I think further down the road, I would love to get into something else. Um, who knows? I went to school for political science to be a lawyer. <laughs> I could become a politician. Who knows? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'll, I'll walk the campaign trail with you. That's there really you cool. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to, to get into that, that you just want to be able to help people and affect change. Totally. And that's, that's awesome. And this is a great place for us to be doing that right now. Yeah. Um, but it may not always be. So kind of transitioning into you know, we understand what got you here, how long you've been here. There are thousands of consultants, advisors, brokers, whatever people want to call themselves in the business. And it's obvious that your, your want to help people is what drives you. Do you think that's what sets you apart from the quote unquote competition? Or do you think it's that and a combination of other things, something else? Um, I think it's a couple different things, Sims. It's really funny. I was having this conversation with Nancy Giacalone and Megan Zimmerman and, um, women who are in our, in our industry, when they're really passionate, people call them a bitch. Yeah. Men, when they're really passionate in our industry, they're the friggin' man. And so it's kind of funny because, um, passion definitely drives me. And I'll have people all day long tell me about how I, you know, can be abrasive sometimes, or I can be strong-willed, or I'm this or I'm that. And the funny thing is, well-behaved women have rarely made history. <laughs> I 
And I think sometimes you have to push against the grain in order to get things that you want done. And I think it's passion that I have, but I also think it's follow through. You know, I'm, I'm not just saying that I'm going to do things. I mean, I'm going to the White House and talking to Alex Hazer and Trump about ways that we can lower the cost of pharmaceuticals. I'm reaching out to the Charlotte Business Journal when an employee at one of my groups gets served by a sheriff on a Saturday for a balance bill. It's it's the follow through of like, I am so devoted to what I do that it's not that I don't care who, you know, gets offended in my way, but it's that I'm so laser focused that I think that that drives my purpose. It's like, there's a pathway lit up, even sometimes Mm -hmm. when I can't see it, I know that it's there. Um, And so it's the faith that I'm doing good one employer at a time and trying to really help our community. When I chose the name Thrive for my business, the intention was if we can help employers locally, we can really help them to thrive in many different ways. We all know that like healthy workforces are more efficient workforces. And so it it tried to incorporate health and um, more of like a mindset of well-being. People get so bogged down from finances. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the employers that I work with are lower paid workers. You know, they'll have $13 an hour workers. And they'll think their benefits are rock star. And I'm like, okay, you've got a $3,000 individual deductible. How long does that $13 an hour worker have to work in order to make $3,000? That's after taxes. Right. So it's like, I feel like I'm really doing something locally. You know, most of the employers I work with are headquartered in North and South Carolina to just help families. And so I think the purpose that I have is my passion, but it's also just really like helping families, um, which is something, you know, we've had to deal with when my ex-husband and I had my son originally, you know, we had medical bills mounting up and I know the frustration I felt and we're a middle-class, upper middle-class family. And I felt really like, holy shit, like I've got $8,000 in medical bills and, you know, I have to choose between a for me, it's like laughable. I have to choose between a family vacation or paying the medical bills. Most people have to choose between like a car payment or a mortgage and their medical bills. So it's like, my purpose is much higher than just, um, fighting the man, which is, you know, the bukas in a sense or the broken infrastructure. Um, it's definitely to help people. And so I think that that's probably where my deeper focus is. My, my group is no good, bad, and different. You call me on a Saturday, Sunday, I'll answer the phone. So I just want people to know that they've got somebody kind of holding their hand through the process. Yeah. Well, and I mean, people need it. I, I've been in the business almost 10 years and it's incredible how much I still don't understand. My wife and I are expecting our first kid, but Yay. as we were, thank you. We're excited. Congrats. As yeah. we were planning to do that, so much of the conversation was, all right, you have to stay. She works for an insurance carrier. So you have to stay at this carrier, you mm-hmm. know, for X amount of time. So you have access to your maternity benefits. We're going to switch to the PPO. We got to put in a hospital confinement policy, all this stuff, you know, and I'd been selling insurance for a while. So I was, you know, on the inside 
and we're still going to have to come out of pocket something insane. So for the, the reg, regular Joe or Jill or whatever walk in the street, if they don't have somebody like you in their corner, they don't know what the hell's going on. Totally. And most people don't understand they have options, right? Like even if you have something as simple, Sims is getting lab work for your wife. And you know, you can get it at one place where it's really expensive, or you can get it at another place where it's less expensive. Like you could, your doctor could send you to a hospital to get the lab work done. And it would be astronomically more expensive. And most people just go wherever their doctor suggests mm -hmm. without questioning it, not really understanding that the hospital infrastructure of physician, um, you know, practices that are owned by the facilities is that it's a Trojan horse. They're meant to feed the beast. And anytime they can have referrals, they're going to seek to do so. So it's like, you've got this broken system of people don't understand. And when they don't understand, they get taken advantage of. Yeah. Well, and we've, I guess we've just been taught to trust medical professionals implicitly. Yeah. Because I've, I've always been that way. The, if the doctor says you need to go somewhere, you just go. And I wouldn't listen to anyone else like that. So yeah. I, don't I don't know how it came to be like that. I, I typically don't. It's actually kind of funny. I, I mean, I've questioned things for my kids for a long time. Yeah. Um, just because like when my son would have to get tests done, you know, they thought he had Ray's syndrome. They thought he had Kawasaki. They thought he had cystic fibrosis at one point. I swear to God, I'm like a WebMD, like no other. And I have a best friend who's a pediatrician who probably like hates my life because I call her <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, Missy, they just told me this, like, what does this mean? And so she'll always tell me, um, which is really funny. And it's like amazing that I have a best friend who's a pediatrician who totally loves me. And she's my childhood best friend. Like we danced together for 18 years. That girl will tell me through and through like what I need to hear versus what yeah. I want to hear. And so it's good. But she'll tell me too that the system is very flawed and that they're in the US we prevent or we provide sick care versus healthcare. And so, you know, we do all these unnecessary tests. And the moment my son started getting pricked at two years old or one years old multiple times, I'd be like, wait a minute, I can see two months ago, and I'd keep a journal. I'd be like, two months ago, we already got this test done. You have to get it from here. And so they'd start being like, what do you mean you're not getting this test done? And I'd be like, no, 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 we already had it done two months ago. We don't need it done again. And doctors would be offended by me. Like, what do you mean? And I'd be like, this is unnecessary. Like, it's more money for us that we don't mm -hmm. need to spend. It's more pain for my child. Like, I'm not doing this. And so... I think most of us Sims can have some type of experience where either we've had a parent who's gotten sick or we have a child who's gotten sick or we have a friend who got sick and we know how awful it was for them to have to, you know, go into the healthcare system or use um, their healthcare uh, insurance. And so I think that if there's enough of us that are kind of pounding the pavement and I got to say that because, you know, I'm in Charlotte. So it's like a Panthers thing, even though I'm not a Panthers fan and the Bills lost yesterday. So I'm real salty about it. Uh, uh, well, my, my Falcons got spanked yesterday. Too, uh, so I'm right there with you. Total like bummer. But, um, you know, I think that 
the, the more people that can become educated, the more we will create some type of change. I think you're absolutely right. And it's been fun for me to see as someone who's not a broker himself, but somebody who works with brokers to see all the folks who share that mentality with you. And I feel yeah. like we all gravitate to one another, but I've got to imagine there are more of you guys than there were even two years ago that totally. are ready to take on the system. And I love that. Yeah. That's awesome, Rachel. Well, before we transition over to talk a little bit about music, you have any final thoughts about benefits? Final thoughts about benefits. Um, you know, one of the things that makes me sad about COVID um, is that I feel like a lot of employers are kind of in a standstill. They're like mm -hmm. treading water, waiting to see what happens next. And I think it's really to the detriment of a lot of businesses in years to come because they're not making proper business decisions. They are just in this weird holding pattern of being ultra, ultra conservative. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's not only seen in their benefits plans, I see it in people who you know, have inefficient payroll systems that need to change payroll systems, um, multiple different facets where people are like, this isn't working in my business, but they're still holding on to it because they're like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yep. Which in my mind is a very silly business decision. Um, I think more people need to understand that like we need to prepare for COVID to be around for a long time and yep. just go back to business as usual. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. I um, I think we we all could understand when folks were trepidatious to make changes at the end of last year, but totally. we've been in this thing for a while now. I know, and it's it's time to make things happen if we need to. So I think that is a fantastic final thought, Rachel. All right, on to music. I'm going to hit you with a lot of questions here. For, for our listeners, I prepared Rachel zero percent for this podcast. So cool. <laughs> I know this. I I, I am prepared zero percent. I love it. All right, we'll start you off with an easy one. Um, Is this trivia? No, not trivia. Okay, okay. You just got me nervous for a second. You just gave me a good a good idea for a like speed round trivia segment. Yeah, no, or maybe my next it. guest. I won't do that to you. Yeah, don't do it to me. So things are starting to open up, at least down around us. If you could go see any concert in Charlotte tomorrow, what would it be? Well, so I do have concert tickets for next month in Charlotte. So do you want me to tell you that one or do you want me to tell you who I- I want to hear both. Okay. So if, if it opened up and I could see somebody tomorrow, I would see Morgan Wallen. Okay. But I do have tickets and these are totally, totally different. I do have tickets next month for Machine Gun Kelly. Nice. Yeah. That is that is totally different. That'll be fun though. Where's he yeah, playing? He's, never fun. he's playing at um uh the it, by Music Pavilion. Okay, awesome. I didn't yeah. I didn't peg you as a Machine Gun Kelly fan. I told you I'm a I'm an aficionado of many different types of music. Do you prefer his his earlier rap stuff, or have you liked his his move into the pop punk kind of scene? Both. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. If you, you can put Travis Barker on any track and I'll listen to it hundred yeah. percent. 
Well, those are those are two really good ones. Um, good. So you're a singer, right? Yes. <laughs> so tell like tell us about how how singing has been interwoven in your life. Like, do you just do it in the shower or do you ever sing live? What does that look like? Well, so I don't know if many people know this about me, but when I was 19, I tried out for American Idol and my mom and I went to the Meadowlands in New Jersey and waited like nine hours. I made it through the first three rounds. So you have to... You have multiple um, auditions before you go to Paula Randy Simon. Yeah. And so I made it to the final audition before them, but I was so nervous. Um, And they told me that I was nervous and they were like, come back next year and you'll be fine. But I didn't go back. Um, I love singing. I sing all the time. When I was in college, there were a bunch of guys on the hockey team at SUNY Geneseo who rapped and I rap, I sang on a couple of their tracks. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I have sang in our uh, church choir. Um, I sang in chorus when I was younger. Um, don't mean to brag, but in sixth grade and ninth grade, I had the solo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always been really into um, music and theater. And, um, I was a dancer for 18 years. So music to me is very therapeutic. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I bet most folks didn't know that about you. It's too bad. We didn't get to see you on American Idol. Maybe you'll try out again one day. If you ask any of the Nahu folks, uh, every year at Capcom, we go to this place called walk and roll, Uh which is this like Japanese, uh, karaoke place where you can rent out rooms and I turn into Riddell that's like my alter ego (laughs) I love this I'm learning so much (laughs) and I will sing I mean you can ask anybody from the North Carolina um, Association of Health Underwriters or you can ask like Wayne Sakamoto, Nama Posniak, uh, Megan Chiarello they all know I'm real into karaoke I love it we should yeah. have a karaoke event at Benefits Pro next year. Yeah, well, so Frank Mike Droppa and I did um, a parody to the uh, the Ladies of Tramp. Yeah. But we call it the PPOs are a scam. And it. so that's supposed to be released uh, at convention this year for Naho. But we recorded it in a real recording studio um, in Miami two years ago. Or not Miami, in Houston. That's awesome. You're going to have to share that, share that with me when it drops so I can share it around. That'll be fun. All right. Last question. This is another easy one. So you listen to a ton of different stuff. Ton of different. What's on your playlist right now? If we just opened up your Spotify or Apple music or whatever, what are you listening to today to keep you pumped up through this Monday? Well, so if it's working out, if I'm like trying to get pumped up to work out, it's electronic dance music. Okay. A lot of like house music. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'm a teeny bopper too. So I will listen to some Bieber and Selena Gomez and 
uh, that type of stuff. But um, most of it's house music if I'm trying to get pumped yeah. up for something. Is that yeah. what you listen to before you call and rip one of the bukas a new one? No, you want to know what? Actually, this is this is a total secret that nobody else knows about me except for my boyfriend. Prior to going into any prospecting meetings, I listened to Demi Lovato's song Confident. I love that. Yeah. And I listen to it on like as loud as I can. I have Harman Kardon uh, speakers in my car yeah. and it's like bumping. And it's so funny because I went to this really podunk town like in West or uh, East North Carolina, like along the coast. It was like total podunk town. And I'm at the gas station and my car is bumping. And these guys look at me as I get out of the car and they were like, girl, that is whatever fun. you're listening to, like you're killing it. I was like, <laughs> everybody's got to have one of those songs though. I totally. think they do. Even, yeah. even before I hit like a cold calling block, mine is yeah. middle child by J Cole is my pump up song. Ooh. Are you a middle child? I'm not. Oh, I just love I'm that song. Child. I'm the oldest child in my family. Got it. Funny. Yeah. Confident by Demi Lovato. It's my hype song. It's where I'm like, let's effing go. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that one out. Maybe yeah. I'll try that before my next prospect. Try it. Oh, well, I love it. Thank you so much, Rachel. That's all um, I got for you today. We did final thoughts on benefits, but I'm going to give you one more chance for final thoughts and to let the listeners know if they want to get in touch with you, how the best way to do that is. Sure. I don't know what other final thought you want me to give other than um, this is something I tell my kids every day. And so I'll tell the listeners, because I think especially during a time when people are kind of frustrated with our restaurants and our hospital systems, because a lot of people are short staffed. Um, I think it's really easy to get annoyed at other people and to get pissed off um, that you're getting bad service or you're not getting the food you want or, you know, whatever the case may be. I know even at hospitals right now, they're super overcrowded. Um, one of my favorite movies uh, is Wonder. And on That's the movie, one. yeah, the teacher tells the kids when given the choice between being right and being kind, choose kind. And so that's kind of a motto that I live by. I tell my kids it all the time. Um, my boyfriend jokes around that I'm going to get a tramp stamp of it because <laughs> I say it all the time. <laughs> but uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, um, even if it's a younger um, broker, a lot of times I'll have younger producers call me and ask me um, what I'm doing and you know if I can help them. Um, my email is r minor m-i-n-e-r at thrive t-h-r-i-v-e dash benefits that's plural uh dot com perfect well awesome and that was a great final thought that you just pulled, pulled out of the air i love that yeah thank you well awesome it's been great to have you rachel thank you so much you're welcome until next time this has been ballads and benefits <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,